Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Confessions of a Keyboardist. I'm your host, Amy Frederick, and I'm here today with Debbie Andrews. Welcome, Debbie. Hi, Amy. <laughs> hey. How are you doing today? I'm good. I'm excellent and, uh, you know, happy to be talking to you. Thank you so much. I really appreciate you being willing to do this and, and, um, and your excitement. You know, we've had some emails back and forth, and um, you're, this is a really unique new experience for me because you're actually in New York City. I am, yes. And so we're talking on the phone. So this is my first phone chat with Anna. Oh, <laughs> that's, that's interesting. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we're not, we're not that far away, but it's far away. Actually, every time I drive to Nashville, I realize how far away it is. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. So, so you actually drive here. That's, well, um, yeah, the, um, the last time our band played in Nashville, yeah, I mean, it was a tour down there, so it wasn't a whole drive to Nashville, so that, that helped. But I'm always amazed at how far it actually is. Um, mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know why. It's because I know people there, and I just think they're, it's closer than that. And, so, and then I always have to look at a map to see, like, whoa. It's really, it's further west than I think. Um, I would think it's closer to the coast, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Well, I first heard about you through Sean Murphy. Who, yes. Who uh, recommended you to me. Um, we were at a women's business networking kind of party uh, get-together. <laughs> and I put out a plea to... Uh, to all my sisters in the music business to please let me know of great female keyboardists because, mm. you know, it's a little bit more difficult, more challenging to find. It is. Yeah. And, and, and I was reading your, your site as well and, and the rock world. I mean, it's a little, it's a little thin out there. Like, mm-hmm. you know, because like here, I mean, some of my, my friends who play the solo piano stuff that I do in New York, um, they're more jazzers. So I'm I'm completely unique in that group, you know, in that I sort of uh, am into the rock, you know, and have a band that does that. But I I love Sean. Sean is just a beautiful person and a great singer. And (laughs) so I don't know if you got to talk to her much or... Yes. Yes, she is. Um, And I I have friends who play in her band. Oh, cool. Excellent. I've sort of known of her and, and was... You know, really glad to get to actually talk with her. I actually sat beside her, so that was really awesome to get that. Um, yeah, yeah, great. Yeah, yeah. So you you consider yourself well, you're in the rock world. I mean, so I, that's really kind of my favorite type of music to play as well. Yeah, I so. think I saw that. Yeah, which is why I I just really took your point that there aren't that many of us. You know. <laughs> yes. Um, I have so many things I want to ask you. I, you know, do you, do you want to start like chronological and just like give your background information or would you rather sure. talk about your current project or we can, you know, we can try to do it all. Do you want yeah. I'll, I'll just, you know, I'll be quick about, you know, I, uh, I toured with some bands. Um, I had a classical background as a kid and, you know, I'm also, I'm also a lead singer. I don't know if that's, because that's, I know that you're mostly the keyboard players, but I, I sort of straddled both things, you know, as a hired gun um, with that. And then I, once I was in New York, I started sort of gravitating to the solo piano gig just because I could, I could, I, I liked being able to pick the song, <clears throat> which is, um, which was huge for me. And then, um, 
And then I got into my current project. I met my bandmate, Mike, Mike Blackwell, and we formed Gladshot. Um, we actually met at a songwriting, I guess, sort of circle, a group of songwriters would get together and critique the songs, and um, we collaborated, and then we formed Gladshot, we co-write everything, and we did our first record. 2014, and uh, we worked with John and Yellow. I don't know if you know who he is. He's, he's so wonderful. He's, um, he worked mm. with Dino, Dinosaur Jr. and Sonic Youth and some other people. And he was okay. a great experience. Um, so that's fast forwarding. <laughs> um, in, in the, in the um, I mean, in the interim, I, I do want to say that um, what I, I was on the road with just cover bands, really wasn't writing that much. And then, um, I kind of fell into the jazz language. I, I did have kind of a love affair with it, um, which kind of sort of prepared me for some of the solo piano work in New York that I that I got because it's I just it's kind of I wasn't raised with jazz. I was totally raised with lead guitar solos, not saxophone solos, you know. And um, I just um, I actually got a gig with a big band, and that's that was part of my just sort of I had one of those aha moments on the bandstand. <laughs> <laughs> See, I think you're somebody who would appreciate that. So I, I'm just going to tell you what that yeah. was. I, I was I was hired to sing the pop stuff because they played, you know, oh, uh, you know, Chattanooga Choo Choo. It was a big band, you know, like a, an official gotcha. big band. And um, so, but they hired me to sing like a couple pop tunes just for their for their sort of balance of music, I guess. And so I was I was singing. I heard it through the grapevine, right? <laughs> okay. <laughs> And there and the, and you know no rehearsal, just like the rhythm section was accompanying me, and um, it was guitar, bass, and drums. And um, I was standing there, and there was a little uh, musical interlude. And the horn players, it's just, they're so such amazing musicians. I just love musicians. I think like you do. Um, yeah. They just they started improvising the hits in the in the little bridge section, you know. And um, I. I thought, wow, they, they don't even, you know, they know the song, but let's listen to what they're doing, you know, all at the same time and everything. And then, um, I don't know if I can quite explain the sort of aha moment this was, but because I was a keyboard player, I sort of, um, but mostly classical at that point, I, I knew the chords that they were playing, but I, I, was, I listened to the way they built a chord, like a B flat seven, there was a D on the bottom, then a B flat, and then like an F above that, and then it was spread out over like an octave and a half or two octaves. And right. I thought, I thought to myself, oh my God, that you know, that's kind of what jazz is—the voicings that are so weird, you know. <laughs> I thought, I, all of a sudden, I had that moment because I knew the I knew the song so well, and I knew what the chord was, and there it was, just laid out over two octaves, that voicing. And I went, uh, anyway, it changed my life. <laughs> just, I mean, you know what I mean? It was, you know, I don't know if yeah. you had any of those moments where it's just like everything's different after that. Oh, okay, you know, voicings, I get it, you know. And yeah, so, uh, I had a little bit of love affair with jazz after that, and I, I actually got a grant from the National Endowment, and I studied with Joanne Brackeen a little bit. I don't know if you know who she is. Yeah, a, she she was the only woman to play with um uh um Art Blakey. And um, she teaches up at Berkeley now, and she was just wonderful. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. I bet that was wonderful. That was wonderful, because, I mean, she was a woman, and, you know, I mean, she was hilarious, too, you know? I mean, <laughs> it's just like, you know, 
hilarious and uh, and and a wonderful teacher. And uh, I was in her loft, like down on uh, downtown in New York, and she like had clothes, you know, her underwear drying in the corner. And <laughs> and I'd sit down and play, and she she had a set of drums, and, and she thought like you were playing anything decent, she would get on the drums and play some drums. And, I don't know, it was surreal, but pretty wonderful, you know. I know. I knew the company I was in, you know, and I, and I knew, and she was just very generous, and you know, she gave me stuff to do that would take me six months to even get through, you know. But anyway, that was a little bit of my love affair with the jazz, you know. And it's so then it solo piano work in New York kind of uh, it helped with that a lot because I played a lot of options, but sort of flowering out into some other event with standards sort of uh, was good, you know, for that work. Gotcha. So uh, she gave you, like, voicing to learn, things like that. Like, you know, uh, yeah, more than that. I mean, she gave me, she gave me, like, Coltrane written out solo to Giant Steps. It's, like, 15 pages long, you know? Oh, wow. Oh, wow. So instead of doing, like, exercises, I would play that, you know, uh, to a metronome. Just uh, instead of doing, you know, warming up on anything else, I would just... Okay do that slow enough and, and do that because then you're listening to the good, the nice music too instead of like Hannon or something, you know? Hannon, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um, she would give me that and then the hardest thing she gave me was she would give me like, I don't know if you've ever seen a drum book with like, I don't think paradiddles, I don't think that's the right word, but you just divide up the rhythm between two hands. Like, yeah. And you know, she, would, she would do that. She would give me like a, one, just on one chord divide it up and do rhythm exercises between two hands really, really hard. <laughs> oh, my but, goodness. Yeah. I mean, I would just do stuff. I would just try to do stuff and see if it stuck. You know? <laughs> right. <laughs> so that that's part of what she gave me, too. Yeah. That's fantastic. So, like, um, they're learning independence of the two hands. Yes. And, you know, I was always good at Bach as a kid. So it wasn't impossible, but when you're hitting chords, Amy, instead of yeah. playing a line, yeah, um, I, I'm still better at playing a line with two hands, uh, counter counter lines, than I am with those chords, you know. Um, but but um, yeah, exactly, independent. Wow, you know, I, my ears perk up when I hear someone say they love Bach as a child. <laughs> oh, <laughs> because. Well, it's kind of rare. I mean, I, I did too, actually. And, like, I played almost all the, the inventions, the two-part inventions. Yes. Somehow I got stuck on those. and just But, but you know, I think they were really great. Oh, they're I beautiful. Yeah. yeah. I, I still play them. I still play them. Yeah. Yeah. But it's hard to get kids into box. And I have found that to be the, ah. the, the case. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know exactly why. I think it's... um. It's just very, um, it's peaceful music to me. It is peaceful. And can I just say, it does have a certain uh, independent drum talent to be able to do. I, I, I'm just talking off the top of my head because I don't really teach. But um, I just think that that, I think that, you know, left, I mean, any piece, right, if you're teaching it, you have to teach, in the left hand's doing something, you know, interesting. You have to kind of work the hand separate. Mm-hmm. So I think box box is an extreme example of that, but I I don't know. I always felt the rocky, the rock sort of physical, you know what I mean, drum thing of that. The fact that that was the beauty of it, you know, sort of um, the, the pulse. 
Yeah, the yeah. rhythm. Yeah. yeah. And that yeah. note falling with that note, and that, I mean, that's kind of what propelled my interest in jazz right there. It's like, because I could always do a walking bass line, and I, like, that's really easy for me. And I think because of Bach, you know, and, and, a, and a line counter to it on the top, you know. Um, so, yeah. Jazz. <laughs> well, I just, um, you might you want to go take some lessons with her. Just, <laughs> it really sounds great. It really does. Yeah, and she's up. She's up at Berkeley now. If you ever, okay. you know. But she, yeah. yeah, she's probably not the only one, Amy. You know, who mm-hmm. can do all that. But she, she's a kick. So maybe yes, yeah, she is the only one. <laughs> I, there's a video of you playing on Gladshot's website. And you're improvising, like, and you are you you really go outside of the scale and the key, and and it's really cool. I, it's it's totally jazzy. Do you do you remember what what that is? Oh, uh, was it a live video from a radio show? Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. We just did that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, that was I think that's melodram- melodramatic man. It's it's fast, right? It's sort of fast. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. You know, I so I so look forward to um, those solos where I get to I get to do that, <laughs> sure. and, and I and I love my musicians. They're so like anchoring on a certain level, and uh, I just you know it's funny because like uh, the song you know uh, my mate uh, Mike Mike Waxall. It's like he's he always wonders when he should like come back into the tune, and I don't, and I'm like. <laughs> I don't really know, you know, um, so, you know, like, like, and it's like, I can't even give him a nod, like, four bars out, because I just keep playing until I stop playing, and I don't, I don't know when that is, you know, so, yeah. uh, so it's, but thank you for, like, yeah, hearing that, you know, because that, it's really, I just love incorporating that language into rock, you know, yeah. and so, and sometimes it's, you can't even add a, sometimes you can't even add a major seventh because that's not the tune, you know? Right. Um, but, right. and I, I love that too, because then you're in a whole other room, you know, what can I do there, you know? But whenever, some of the chords in these songs that we write are, you know, nines, dominant nines or, you know, so that I, so there's room to go somewhere. <laughs> Out there, yeah. so, so yeah. Um, very specifically for that. Um, right. So yeah, that's cool. There's another you, song we have called "Dog on a Skylight." Um, I don't know where it is in the on the uh, on our website or not, but um, that's another one. You know, it stays on G, but it's it's uh, the solo stays on G, but the bass solos, and it's like just one of those dreamy, dreamy songs, and. Uh, that's another out there kind of solo that anything goes, and it's always different every time we play it. So, so it's very interesting. So those two are kind of my most favorite songs to solo on. <laughs> That's, so there's kind of elements in your band of just a little bit of like um, um, like jamming, like fish or... Um, I, you know what? Yeah, go ahead. When you play, when you play a gig, you go, you go kind of free? Open up the things. You know what? Um, as open as those sections are, they're usually not more than um, twenty-four to thirty-two bars. They're really not open okay. jams at all. You know, um, 
I don't know what I think about Open Jam. <laughs> I will say that I did go see Government Mule on New Year's Eve here in New York City. Really? Yeah. You know why, Amy? It's two blocks from my house. They're at the Beacon Theater. And, and, and transportation on New Year's Eve in, in New York is just kind of a nightmare. So I mm-hmm. kind of opt for that, you know. And we have friends that want to go every year. So, um, But it's interesting because... Um, they, speaking of jam bands, you know, um, uh, so it's interesting, you know, being a songwriter and a keyboard player that likes to improvise, it's, it's kind of a different hat, you know, because with yeah. the jam, jam bands, you don't really get the songs. I mean, it's not really about songs, you know. Yeah. Um, and to tell you the truth, I couldn't really play on one chord or two chords for, you know, I don't know very long <laughs> right two minutes I don't know three minutes I don't know <laughs> right I, I mean I guess you could I mean you could enhance yourself and I think that would probably help but um you know what I mean <laughs> yeah um maybe that would help I don't know but I you know our songs and I don't know if you you uh proceed it that way but I I, I really am a huge fan of the classic rock three to five minute songs I, I kind of love that form you know mm-hmm. yeah um, so in the songwriting I kind of stick with not you know not squaring off everything completely but I kind of I love that form just yeah. Beatles you know love it I listen to um, maybe well I, I found your Spotify playlist oh, so okay. I listen to hotel room simulation Oh, simulation. Yeah, what a cool song. Thank um, you. Yeah, I love that. Um, and I was, you know, specifically kind of listening for keyboard parts. and Right. Because, you know, that's what we're talking about. But um, but, but being a writer, too, I mean, uh, it's, uh, I think in the music business, you have to wear several different hats if you want to have mm-hmm. some, um, longevity or whatever. <laughs> some, some work, you know. Yes, definitely. And, I mean... Well, I find the the writing is probably the biggest challenge of of just I'm going to do my original stuff. I, I know that because I've, I've you know working in New York in the hotels, like doing solo piano gigs all over New York, basically to support the writing. You know what I mean? Okay. Because writing is writing's harder. <laughs> you know, it's and, and it's different because you know it's a form. It's a whole little package, three to four minute package. You know. But when you're out there as a keyboard player, you know, oh, listen to the playing. Oh, that's cool. Or as a singer, oh, cool, you sound really good. Do you know what I mean? But the song is just like everything, all those mm-hmm. three things, you know. And it's in a form, it's in a form, it's in a, in a new form. And mm-hmm. I remember going to see, I don't know who it was, Jackson Brown, I don't know, somebody a while ago, right at the beginning, and I remember him saying to the audience, he goes, listen, I'm going to play some new tunes, and I know it's hard for you to sit through that, and I thought, oh, how interesting, you know, here are these people who bought tickets to see him, and even, you know what I mean, if it's not like something they know, yeah, I really, and I feel like we're all up against that, you know, the new stuff, you know, no matter how good it is, (laughs) yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I played a gig last night at a club in Nashville. It's called D's. D's Country Cocktail Lounge. Cool. And, <laughs> yeah. This room, I love it. If you if you come back to Nashville, um, 
Well, I'll, I'll have to take you out there. Or um, I'd love to, yeah. Yes, you should go. You, you need to go. You should, you know, at least play a set there because um, mm -hmm. it's just, it's anything. You don't know what you're going to get. The next band that comes up is going to be something totally and completely different from the one before. Mm -hmm. And Great. Everybody does like an hour, an hour and a half set. And it's just, um, it's very um, open to art is art and let's just enjoy whatever we have that comes out here right now. Cool. And, um, but did you do? Did you do a solo piano, Amy? No, I played with a band called Broken Champion. Okay. And um, but the room's just very friendly to, um, I guess you know, just whatever someone is going to play. Let's let's awesome. hear it. Let's see what you got. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. And I. So just, what did, what did you play? Um, just play keyboard parts. You know, organ. Oh. Oh, okay. Oh, cool. Um, they, this band is doing some original stuff. They're in the studio right now, actually. Okay. And, but I was just a hired gun last night. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hired gun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But, you know, I kind of, I, I feel like if you, if you don't mind, let's go back to the beginning and just get some background stuff going and, and build up to where you are now. If, if that's okay. Sure. Um, where are you from? I'm from Detroit, Detroit, Michigan. Yeah. Okay. I grew up there, yeah. I used to live in Michigan briefly, about three years. Really? Oh. Probably in Ann Arbor. Uh, actually in Lansing. Lansing. Oh, you okay? All right. Yeah. You, you, University Central? What is that? Um, um, Michigan State. Michigan State, right. Mm-hmm. Did, did you go to Michigan State? I did not. Um, okay. I, I was, this was very early in my adult life, and I, I, was, I was married, and my husband at that time was getting a master's degree from Michigan State. Interesting. Okay. So I was, um, I was you know, living there and just starting to gig and, you know, got a keyboard, and I was, that, that's the beginning of it all. <laughs> got it. Excellent. Wasn't it cold? Mm -hmm. Cold, right? Michigan. Oh, yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Were you um, were you downtown or in the suburbs or? Um... I was right in Detroit. I grew up in Detroit. Um, my dad was a cop, and um, I don't say that because there was a law that cops had to live within the city limits. So <laughs> we, I was there. Yeah, I was there, right in Detroit, and uh, that's a vivid. Um, you know, it's a pretty good music scene in Detroit. I mean, it is. It is historically and just forever. And uh, yeah, I mean there. <laughs> There was the Grandy Ballroom that was open right when I first started going places. Um, and then I heard, I heard that they premiered, that the Who premiered Tommy there. <laughs> Historically, but yeah. Seriously. Yeah, it was, I mean, yeah, I mean, you know, yeah, it was amazing. It was kind of, I mean, you know, Detroit has kind of that kind of historic sort of red meat rock sort of Ted Nugent. Yeah. Um, you know what I mean? It's those yeah. people, you know. Yeah. And then, of course, uh, yeah. So that was a little hard, hard, you know, historically for me. Um, not really. I have a little more pop in my pop with my rock. I like pop with my rock. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, you know, uh, m melodic things and melodic mm -hmm. with the rock, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, did your parents, like, put you in piano lessons, like traditional lessons? Yes. I started taking classical lessons around when I was around seven. And um, okay. 
And, uh, yeah. And, uh, and then I guess, you know, I had, I didn't really think about it, but then my, you know how you don't really have any sort of perception of your place in the world when you're that young? So, yeah. I mean, I guess I, I guess I, you know, took to it because my teachers were like, oh, she needs a better teacher, she needs a better teacher. And um, so I, I kind of took a lot of classical lessons. And, um, but I always sang like, I always sang like off the radio, if you know what I'm saying. And um, so I had like those two things going. And um, I actually got a scholarship, piano scholarship to Interlochen. Yeah, um, I'm familiar with it. Yeah, and and uh, but I didn't take it because then I I got a I was cast in a version of uh, Hair, a rock music as a singer. So, <laughs> oh, my teacher was so mad. She was my <laughs> piano teacher. She was just like, I didn't even know he sang. She was just so mad at me. <laughs> but uh, it was kind of like the path, divergent path right there. Sort of. <laughs> yeah. Um, so. Did you like classical piano lessons? I mean, you know, I loved it. I, I okay. did some, I did recitals. I did, I, my thing on recitals is funny because I guess I played an invention, but my whole solidifying into Bach, I think, came even later. Um, but I, my thing at my recitals was Debussy. I played Debussy. Mm-hmm. And um, my hands were a little small for Beethoven. I couldn't mm-hmm. really get that, you know, and I'm not sure I had the strength to be dynamic enough for him. But uh, I love Debussy. I couldn't even. But there you again, the voicings, because I went back to those voicings when I was studying, when I was studying jazz, and I went, oh, now I hear that. What is that? Let me do that in every key, you know. Um, yeah. So I did like classical music, Amy. To uh, yeah. To, okay. to answer your question, yeah. So this is going on all through grade school and middle school and high school, and but you're also singing in musicals. You know what? Not musical, just off the radio. I didn't really. Musicals okay. were, a li- were a little square. Oh, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> yeah. Do you know? Do you know? No, I, I'm loving this so much because I'm agreeing with like 90% of what you're saying. <laughs> I'm, I'm totally relating to you. Like about the small hands, I totally get that. Okay. Um, mm-hmm, yeah, and I thought, you know, I mean, I, I did play for a couple of musicals, but they did kind of. It, it, it do bother me a little bit. <laughs> I'll be honest. You're so polite. <laughs> they annoy me. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I get that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. So, you're, who are your favorite? Um, like, who do you like to listen to on the radio? Like, um, who you're singing along with? Who? Like, well, female well, artists. Well, I, I like classic rock. Basically, mm-hmm. you know, I think people people still do. You know, it's like it's crazy. Um, I like mm-hmm. classic rock. Female. Um, well, it's funny because you know there are the writers and then there's the singers. It's like, and I noticed that the the writers um, kind of the, the good. It's funny. There's a little bit of a divide. The really good writers weren't necessary. And female wise, didn't seem to be in rock. Weird. It's a strange thing. Um, very true. Very true. Except yeah. Carol King. Right. Oh yeah, she was just an island of herself. She is amazing. Yeah. Um, well, let me think. Yeah, which is why, like, in my band, I like, I like, I like the rock thing. I like, you know, I like it. You know, it's like my, my jazz friends don't understand why. You know, like I'll do a duo gig with like an upright bass player, and he'll say, "Why don't you do this every night?" I'm like. 
I don't know. I, 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 I hate to admit it, but I, I get bored with standards. <laughs> I mean, I mean, also, oh my, oh my God, so much solo piano work, Amy. You know, I'm the whole band. It's like, so my repertoire is, you know, my repertoire. Yeah. And if it's, if it's a five-night gig like it was at the Waldorf, which I think Sean, Sean Murphy told you about, um, it's a five-night gig. And so even if it's not that long, it's like, you know, and, and, and if you're not going to phone it in and you really show up for it, you know, you, you know, it's not like you can play the song always for five minutes. I mean, you can't. On a different night, it's a different night, you know. And yeah. um, so keeping the repertoire fresh, I would, you know, bring, bring in new stuff for me to play. I would try and rearrange you know, a zombie song, you know, anything I, I could to keep yeah. it, like, interesting, you know? I would yeah. try, I would try it swing. I would do only songs in, <laughs> I would do only songs in E-flat for, like, seven minutes. You know, I just, I would, I had all these things. I would go chromatic, I would go chromatically after saying, okay, next song's got to be D-flat, then D, then E-flat, you know? I would just, like, play these games with myself. So. <laughs> oh, my gosh, I love it. I know, I do. You're a piano player, so you will you appreciate it. <laughs> um, so I forget what your what was your question? Oh yeah, yeah. So I felt that. So in my own band, I really wanted to do the rock. You know, I wanted to bring rock songs, sort of, um, you know, homage to the classics, that classic classic form. Which I I just think it's holy that three to four minutes of a of a landscape to just be there. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Something yeah. about that. Yeah. And, and really you know. Like. Go, go ahead. Sorry. I, I relate. No, I really relate. And I like playing with others. I like mm-hmm. being in a band. Yes. Yes. Me too. Um, at some point, I had a certain sort of, I, I cared very much about the material. For a while, I didn't. Like, I just liked coming in and adding keyboard parts. And when I did, when I was in some other bands, for higher bands, you know, um, I liked that. But then, at some point, I got like, I think I need to write the material. You know what I mean? I got a little more. I don't know. I, like all material wasn't okay with me. It's probably, you know, mm-hmm. not, can't really be a sideman and think like that. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. But I just, and that's what got me more into writing and um, and collaborating. Yeah. So a different um, level of caring, you know, and passion for it. Yeah, and that's why the solo piano work was perfect for me because I could pick every, I could pick the tunes, you know. Gotcha. And on a certain level, like here, it's like it's part of what you're offering when people do hire you is like your what you think are good songs, you know. It's it's kind of a thing, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. It's harder to um, to find. Well, there's a there's a balance. Um, like if you are going to blend with a band, you've got you, you do make some sacrifices of things. Well, I don't really care for that, but I'm I'm going I'm willing to do this. And absolutely, have these other things from it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well, absolutely. And on another level, um, I I I believe that the and this is what really sort of got me further into songwriting. I believe that the song tells you what to play. I. I just, I mean, other people's songs and my songs. Like, my favorite part after the writing is done, because the writing is not the playing. It's like, writing is more like architecture, <laughs> putting it together and seeing if the building's going to stand up. But once, hmm. once, yeah. that, once that is done, 
my one of my I haven't even given a thought to the keyboard part. But once I have the structure, I I try. This is one of my favorite parts about playing. It's coming to it and seeing, hmm, what what can the piano add here? And then it's just so cool to find that out, you know. And and you can't prematurely do it. You can't say, oh, unless unless the song is a keyboard motif, you know, that's different. But um, but just you you don't know until you're just playing it. Yeah, so, that's my favorite. That's one of my favorite things is right is doing that. You know, um, just coming to it and finding out what the part is. <laughs> um, yeah. Oh, you know who was it? I think Bono. Oh yeah, I think Bono said at one point, and, I, and this is another thing that always stuck with me. He he said that he said that the song tells you um, how to play it, and I've always believed that. You know, mm, that's not. Um, because, and you know what, it's a relief, because I don't want to choose that, you know? <laughs> it's, it's so much responsibility. <laughs> it is. I want it to be revealed to me. I can remember yeah. when, I, when I was first starting out, I was like, oh, should I try this in this field? I wonder if I should try it in that field. And then all of a sudden, I stopped asking those questions, you know? Yeah. And, uh, and that, was, that was a relief, too. <laughs> that was cool. I, I, yeah, like, it's just, um... A nagging, like, um, oh, my gosh, I hope I'm getting this right. or um, <laughs> Right, right. I hope I'm doing what's going to please this client or, you know. Right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's a song. Um, let's see. I took a couple of notes. Early Light. I was listening mm. to the, that song. And at the end of that song, there's, like, this really interesting pad that, that comes in. At least I think that's what I was hearing. Yeah, yeah. Tell, tell me more. Yeah, it's kind of industrial. Like, it's kind of, um, it's dark and just sort of m- m- machinery and industrial and, and you know, like. Mm-hmm. I, I wish I could imitate the sound of it. Just like, you know. Yeah. <laughs> cool. I'm trying to think. I think, I'm trying to think early light. Excellent. I think it's probably... I mean, I think it's just a B3. Is that possible? Oh, no. wow. Because okay. I do think it could have been like, um, because the, the producer we work with, John and Yellow, who's just brilliant, he, he, um, he, you know, I got different, I'm not really a B3 player. <laughs> Whenever we record, they set up these keyboards for me and they fix them, you know, and I play it, you know. So that was probably his, his sound, but I, I liked Early Light for that, um, for that. I love Early Light. I don't know. Never, I don't get to play a lot of these songs because they're not like in the A set. <laughs> but, yeah. That's interesting. Cool. Interesting. Yeah. Um, and and you recently toured Nashville too. I know it was where well, you played the bass in Nashville. Yes, yes, we did. That was really fun. Um, who, um, uh, yeah, that was really. Yeah, we put out. So let's see, 2017, we put out a, a, something called "These Are Vitamins," and that has a simulation on it that you spoke about. Um, yeah, basement. We did that. We toured down into the basement. I forget where Asheville. Maybe we played in um, Char- Char- Charlottesville or Charlotte. I guess I'm convinced. So. Yeah, Charlotte. Charlotte. Yeah, Charlotte. Um, DC. So we did that on our way to Nashville, and then and then Nashville was the last stop. So that was fun. Right. How many um, how many songs would be in a set? Just, can you remember? <laughs> yes, yes. We do, we do probably, 
they kind of tell you how much time you have. So um, okay. we, we, a minimum of 10, probably. And okay. also, our, you know, Amy, our, our, our songs tend to be, you know, not jammy, and some of them don't even have a solo. And so they're seriously, like, three-minute songs, some of them, you know? Yeah, so we, yeah. So we would anywhere from 10 to 12, you know, um, it's the... Sometimes uh, it's tight, and so they want to, um, you know, so we're on the lower end or higher end, or keep playing, you know, whatever. So we're, we're ready to go with either of that, so. Gotcha. So how many, um, do you guys have more than one recording? Right. Yeah. T 2014, we put out um, Maxwell's Cool Demon, and um, then in 2017, we put out um, These Are Vitamins. Okay. Simulation, probably Spotify has some of both, but Jesus Vitamins has that simulation song out. And it also has that, the layered Nord sound under the number five, which is, I love, too. Okay. Okay. So, um, okay, let's go backwards again. <laughs> so, okay. you leave Detroit, and mm -hmm. then what happens after Detroit? Well, I toured I tour with some bands um, doing cover stuff, and... Um, okay. And then I ended up in New York, and then basically I sort of, I, I got solo piano work kind of right away. Of course, not the great, not the great stuff right away. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Um, but let's see, I, I think I remember a bowling alley. Oh, don't get me started. Okay. <laughs> oh, awesome. <laughs> oh, I was fine. I was fine until the door from the bar opened actually into the actual alley, and, the, and you'd all you'd hear is the pins being knocked down. So anyway, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you, I'm, I'm sure you have your own versions of those things. Yeah, but yeah, they could, oh. and they make really great stories, if nothing else. <laughs> oh, I know. Yes, definitely. So then, and then I, um, then before I, I, like I said, I met um, my Gladshot songwriting mate, Mike Laxell. In that, in the round, it was I think an ASCAP thing of songwriters getting together and talking about songs. And we wrote one song together, and it, really the only collaborator that I thought that the sum was be bigger than the parts, you know. Mm -hmm. So, so I we really liked the song. So I was like, oh my god, you know, because I had collaborated with other people, and I I didn't quite understand the process. <laughs> <laughs> Who brings what to what, and who who wins? I don't know. I was I was obviously <laughs> it was kind of a I, prob I probably didn't have the right attitude, but uh, so but 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 there was no there was no feeling of compromise in, in the in the song that we made. So um, we did that, and then we formed Gladshot, and um, yeah, and we just started playing out and pouring, um, and we did the our first record was the Maxwell's Cold Demon. Okay, did with John and Yella, yeah. Were you writing in Detroit? No, no, I wasn't. I, you know, it's the very first thing, like when I was touring with the cover bands and stuff, I wrote a little bit, but I didn't, I really didn't have my voice yet, if you know what I mean. Uh huh. Um, yeah. Yeah. For, I was so, well, I, I really liked singing. <laughs> I was doing that. And I, and I really liked playing. And the, the fact that people were hiring me was really cool. And, um, I mean, there was also a certain, like, I don't really have any other skills, so when I, you know, after I came off the road and stuff, I just, I mean, you know, I had to sort of shore up that solo piano thing because, like I said, I don't really have any other skills, you know? I mean, you know what I'm saying, I had to, survival was part of it, which is also put the writing on hold a little bit, you know? Gotcha. 
Yeah. When you were touring with these bands, were you singing and playing keyboards? Oh, yeah. And I would okay. come up front. I'd come up front, too, and do, you know, okay. songs. And, um, okay. Like that, yeah. I was kind of always a parallel path where I would be hired only as a singer, only as a piano player, and then both, you know, together. Gotcha. So yeah. it was it was interesting. Um, interesting. And I, I mean, I, I'm just like, I just, and so... I just took gigs half the time. I didn't really even ask if I wanted them. If if it was something like unusual or new, I just you know what I mean. I'm so curious mm-hmm. about things that I wonder what that would be like. You know, like the big band gig I did. You know, and stuff. I wonder what that's like. You know, so um, I'm the yeah. same way. I'm the same. Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> I know. Um, if you haven't done yeah. it before, it might be interesting, right? Yeah. yeah. So. Mm-hmm. Were you, like, do you mind if I, like, um, talk about what it's like to be a woman in a, I mean, I'm going to assume you were, sometimes you're the only woman in the band? Oh, most of the time. Most of the time. Okay. I mean, pretty much all the time. Okay. Um, I mean, yeah, all the time. Oh, wait, no. Um, well, I mean, to me, it's different when you have a woman who's only a singer. I shouldn't say this. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with being only a singer, but it's really different than a yeah. woman who's also a player, which I know you know. Um yeah. Well, let me think, yeah, to talk about that, I mean, <laughs> you know, you're going to really laugh, but I, I made a note to myself that I wasn't going to rant at any moment. In this. <laughs> oh, I love um, it. <laughs> the thing is, the rant question. <laughs> you know, it's funny because when I was thinking about doing this, I was thinking about, like, how I, when I was first, like, um, improvising and, um, just like dabbling in the jazz language and everything. Um, just, yeah. I mean, there. I mean, it's not untrue to say that you know, jazz and music in general, you know, is is very much seen as kind of a male thing. I mean, mm-hmm. I know that there's more women playing stuff and everything, but I'm, I don't. I mean, from just from being in studios. And from higher, you know, and just having our band and stuff, I just, I mean, I see it. I see. And the thing is, you know what, Amy, I don't even fight it anymore. I kind of try to enjoy it. Um, Because I think that any woman like you, like me, that manages to become a professional, I mean, you, I feel like we have to, we have to know the water we're swimming in. And, uh. By that, I, let me, I guess by that I mean uh, understand that it's not just your landscape and it's probably less of your landscape than like the male landscape. So um, I think that's really important. I, I do believe that any woman who's become a professional understands that. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, it's funny because when I was playing in hotels, it's interesting because, you know, like, they're very coveted jobs here because they're union jobs, you know, and okay, and they're they're union jobs, and there's a lot of freedom. I got to sub at the Waldorf as much as I wanted, you know, so I could take off for tours and recording sessions or whatever I wanted. Um, so it's funny when I first got in the hotels, you know, a lot of the male pianists, you know, because people are always coming around looking for your looking, for, you know, drooling drooling over your job, you know. <laughs> You know, and then I would hear things like, oh, well, you know, you know, well, can we just talk about being an attractive woman in the music business? 
Okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to really get... I said I wouldn't rant, but I'm just saying. <laughs> like, it, no, I know, because if you are attractive, there's actually points off for, like, what can you, you can actually do, you know? I believe. <laughs> you know, they're yeah. like, oh... Oh, you're pretty. Okay, right. Okay, so I know why you have the job, you know? Mm. So, I mean, there is some of that, but but here's the thing about understanding, I think, the water you're swimming in. It's like, who cares? I mean, mm-hmm. it doesn't really matter because if I get the job, because because then again, you know, the people are hiring you, especially in hotels here. I mean, you know, they're not like music buffs, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. There, a lot of them are, you know, the food and beverage department of the hotel, and, you know, they have degrees in hospitality, <laughs> you know, and they're like picking the piano player again. So you have to kind of cut, hedge your bets, you know, you wear the black, you know, you wear something pretty black, you put makeup on, you know, and then you go play. And who cares why you get the job? At least, you know, you get to play. That was my yeah. thing always, you know. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, I think, does that address a little bit about being a female? I mean, that's in the solo piano. And being in a band, it's funny because, you know, it's like my songs, our songs, are we kind of lead with that whenever, you know, with our band. So, it's. I mean, people really like our songs. Musicians like our songs because... Mm-hmm. They're good songs, and they and they can they get to play. I know when I was a hired gun, I that was my whole point of looking for good songs. I had a hard time finding songs I really wanted to play. You know, when yeah. I was a hired gun. So so we 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 have that, and so I guess you know the respect from our musicians comes from they like the song because they know what's out there. They're hired guns themselves. You know. Yeah. So, um, so I, I feel like there's no issue in our... I mean, people have different personalities, and that's a whole other thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, but I don't, yeah. I'm not sure that's a boy-girl thing. That's a right. kind of a... That's kind of like, you know, this one's really super sensitive. And it's funny because I, I kind of dabble in astrology. And so I'm always asking people before we hire them what time they are. <laughs> right. And it, and again, I get I get points off for being a girl because I did that, but I don't care. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we have, in my band that I play with currently the most. Um, we are three Virgos and a Taurus. And oh my! Oh, what are you, Amy? Virgo. Yeah. Oh, you Virgo! Interesting. <laughs> I yeah. love Virgos, man. You guys, you got I, I'm yeah. My guy's a Virgo. I'm uh, yeah. It's very, I, I love Virgos. Aw. Just, yeah. Um, because, I mean, they're, they're deep, well, that's like, I know it's like a cliche to say that, but they, they have a high bar for, um, I don't know, integrity. It's just like it says, but you know what I mean? It's like, so, so my obsessive Scorpioness kind of dovetails into the Virgo integrity, if you know what I mean. Like, yeah. So, yeah, my songwriting partner, he's a Virgo, so, yeah, so, I get it. Well, my dad was a Scorpio, and my mom was a Virgo, so very interesting. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, he saw, saw it right there. Yeah, I've seen that kind of partnership. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it sounds to me like what you're saying is, if you know, you guys are more about the music now. It's the, um, it's, you, you can, it's, you're past the, uh the dynamic situation because it's all, it's about the music, the songs, about leading the songs. Absolutely. And it makes so much sense. Yeah, it is. And it kind of just, it just shuts everybody up on a certain level. (laughs) Right. 
you know, yeah. you know, and, and I and I found that too in um in the solo piano playing and getting gigs and stuff. It's like, you know, you were talking about like you know what um the audience might want to hear or what somebody you know. It's like I stopped doing that at one point. And it was probably sometime after Joanne. I you know Joanne and because here's oh here's a nugget from Joanne which you're gonna love too. She said um she said you don't have to let your gig determine what you play. And it was like a big doing for me. Oh my mm. god! Mm. So, so he, I started like kind of not putting my foot down, but I kind of started just playing what I wanted to play. And I'm telling you, I got more work than I ever. I mean, I just continually worked, you know, in those those solo piano things. You know, I just did songs I wanted to do for as long as I wanted to do them. I just kept bringing in only what I liked, you know. And um, I, it's funny because I talked to my agent here, and he, I said, "Well, you know, I go." No, because they don't know what you're doing. They just hire you. Know, like, they don't haunt your gig or anything. But yeah. um, he said, I remember him saying, um, I remember him coming. And I went, oh, yeah. I, I, I said, I said sometimes I play with if people ask me for something. And he looks at me like he was incredulous. He goes, that's the gig. I went, oh, I know. Of course I know that, you know. <laughs> but um, but I guess I guess my point, I'm not trying to make it yet. Uh, that I was trying, I'm trying to make is that if you play what you really like, Nobody yeah. gets anything to say about it except that was really cool. Yeah, yeah. But I just I, spent a long time thinking that I was. They were going. I, I was sort of trying to please people, but it just doesn't work, you know. <laughs> right, right, right. I mean, because here's the thing. And this, I, am I talking too much? <laughs> I'm loving okay. it. All right, good. Yeah. Um, I mean, the thing is, like. Even if they don't know it, people are looking to you for, for your vision on music because you are the person there playing music. So even if they even if they don't know it on a conscious level, they want you to fill them with good things in your music, you know. And uh, yeah. once I once I understood that and I stopped looking for any kind of sign that I was succeeding, um, everything got so much easier. Just <laughs> <laughs> looking for the sign I'm succeeding. <laughs> yeah. So okay. So you're you moved to New York City. This is uh, this just ties right into the the solo piano gig. If you don't mind, let's just let's talk a little bit about this. Okay. Um, how many years have you? Are you still doing that? Are you still playing hotel gigs? No, um, I mean, uh, I'm not only because of Waldorf, which I, I know Shawnee mentioned to you that I had that um, yeah. residency at the Waldorf. Yeah, uh, Waldorf closed a couple years ago. And the truth is, is like, those are such easy gigs to have and and do your band, which I did, you know, um, because I can sub any night. I can sub out any night I want and I can sub out for recordings and Everybody wants to do that job. So. But anyway, the, the hotel closed. The Chinese bought the Waldorf, and it's not there anymore. So I'm, I'm just here and there. If I find something that I don't have to bring an electric keyboard to, and uh, um, yeah. I could just, and it's a decent piano, which I, I'm, tr I'm always vetting that now, Amy. Yeah. <laughs> it's only it's one of the hard, one of the hard parts about solo piano work is you have to play what they give you. So, yeah, yeah, that's a little hard, but um, but that's for now. Yeah, it's mostly just glad chat now, and we're coming up with some spring dates. We're going to go in the Northeast, um, mm. coming up. So, okay. yeah. So, uh, yeah. How, how many years of solo piano gigs did you do? Mm, let's see. 
know, I just, I've flipped, I've flipped, flitted through so many hotels. I, I had a joke about, like, I never knew where to get off the train, because where am I going? You know, <laughs> like, which hotel? <laughs> um, there was, like, a floor, I, I don't know, 10, okay. 12, something like that, yeah. So. Okay. Well, and, you know, that is just such hard work to me. I mean, so you're by yourself. Are you are you singing as well or just playing? Some of them were like that toward the end of the Waldorf. It was just playing. And you know what? Here's the thing. I, I preferred the just playing at the end of this. I, I did do a number of singing and playing jobs. and um, But, like, at the Waldorf, um, I, I, or I was in the lobby, so it's kind of very much like an airport. <laughs> sitting in the middle of an airport, you know, and so, you know, it was a little bit like that. I know it's, a, it's sort of like a classic hotel, and it, it's very beautiful, and it was really fun to look at it, all the gilded, you know, Art Deco stuff and everything, but, um, yes. you know, a little zooey, you know, um, so I didn't mind just playing, Amy, because then it's easier to do that than to sing into that, you know? So, yeah, um, definitely. So that, yeah, so I, I did like that, yeah. Um, describe, like, um, like um, the, like ten pieces you might have played, um, or, or or five. I don't, you know. Sure. At the Waldorf. Yeah. Okay. Out of like, curiosity. Yeah, yeah. You know what? I have my set list right here. Hold on. I still have it in front of me. Oh my god! Wow. I mean, I know you mentioned the zombies um, swinging. <laughs> I love that. did a mix of uh, standards, and Bill Evans is my favorite jazz piano, so I would tend to play, play his, his kind of, his, his recordings of things. Uh, Star Mad Dream, which I, is a standard, I would do. Okay. Um, the rock, I did do the Leonard Cohen Hallelujah. People love that song. Mm. Oh, yeah. You know? And that would be yeah. the kind of song they'd come over. Yeah, people will come over. Um, I like, I like, I like sort of the swingy standards, kind of like um, the way you look tonight. It's sort of like a swingy Bobby Darinish kind of thing. I, li- I like yeah. that. I like that feel because you know it's jaunty and it's it's not um, not really laborious because it has so much jaunt. You know, it's really nice. Um, yeah. So let me just think. Um, so I would do a number of songs in that. Um, my favorite, I hear a Rhapsody, another beautiful standard. Um, and, and then in terms of, you know, there's some pop songs, Amy, I just won't do because I have too much respect for them. <laughs> I, won't, I won't. You know, if I, can't, if I can't really pull it off, I did Sail on Sailor by the Beach Boys because that was, I heard Ray Charles do it and it was, that was a piano tune I could do. I love Amer- that song. Isn't it gorgeous? Oh, oh it's great. That's, my, that's probably my favorite Beach Boy song. Well, of course, the, you know, God Only Knows. That's a great song. Oh, uh, yes. But yes, I love Sail on Sailor. It's wonderful. Yes, and it's jaunty, you know. The same, yeah. it's, some of those pure, uh, I do America by Paul Simon. I reharmonize that. that was, that's a beautiful tune. Oh, oh, my goodness. What a great song. Right? Yes. And then I, yeah. Oh, my yes. goodness. Oh, so I know. The writing in that is just like, oh, it's like holy. I don't know. Yeah. So, um, well, I, I do Cindy Lauper's Time After the Time. Okay. I, I like that one. I do, yeah. I try, I do, 
I used to do tons of Elton John, but um, I do a little less of that now because his, his songs don't really lend themselves to like doing any fancier chords than what he has because the writing is so much motion to it and the chords are perfect that he has. <laughs> so um, mm. I, I love him. I, I, a lot of rock piano I got from him. Uh, Me too. Yeah. You too, right? I know. He was like Absolutely. the gospel. The gospel of, oh, and Stevie Winwood. Oh, I do like Can't Find My Way Home. Oh, goodness, yes. What a great song. Fun right? Oh, yeah. So this is a, a silly one. Uh, not silly, but a cool one. Uh, Talking in Your Sleep. Yeah, I love remember. that song. Right? It's got that cool bass. I said, I just love that, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yes. So, yeah, and then standards, I love, I just love, I like some of the bebop standards, like Good Bait. Um, these are just kind of obscure things, but and anything that Bill Evans ever recorded, Alice in Wonderland, um, stuff like that. I'll tell you what I'm working on right now as I try to keep my hands in shape. <laughs> yeah. um, I'm working on the old, the old standard Lullaby of Birdland, which was written by George Shearing. And, now I, and then I have the Weather Report version, you know, with Jocko. Yeah, glorious. Um, so I'm trying to, I'm trying to merge them. So basically, I'm playing through one the old way, the old, the old-fashioned standard, and then I'm playing through the new thing as well as I can. And then I kind of try to find if there's ins and outs, you know, shoot it to the ladders right and go back and forth. So uh, that's what I'm working on right now. <laughs> How cool is that? The George hearing stuff is. Um so interesting to try to make those chords on every single melody note. Um, it's, oh, yeah. His style is just something else. It's wonderful. Oh, it, it is. I, you know, I that I'm, I can't, yeah, that's hard to do. That's really it hard. Is. Yeah. It is. <laughs> that is hard to do. But his voicings are beautiful, and he's just, he's kind of in his own thing. It's weird. He's You know, he's kind of wasn't from the bebop time, but he's not really like Charlie Parker and how he plays or anything. It's very interesting, yeah. And yeah. One of the coolest things about George sharing to me, Amy, is that he shows up in Jack Kerouac's On the Road. I don't know if you read okay. that part of I'm, it. I was not familiar with that. Yeah, he, Jack goes to a, a jazz club in San Francisco, and George Sharing is playing. And, and Jack Kerouac, he, he's just like, <laughs> he can write about jazz because, you know, everything sounds a little corny. We hear people writing about jazz, but Jack Kerouac can really do it. And he... uh yeah, he, he was talking about this dude he meets in the jazz club in San Francisco, and the guy added a Rooney onto everything. What time is it? 12 o'clock or Rooney? Uh, <laughs> what's his name? His name is Stan Rooney, you know? <laughs> I love it. I know. I, I borrow it every now and again. <laughs> well, thanks for sharing your set, Liz. I mean, um, that just, it, you know, it, it kind of tells me, you know, just gives me more of an idea of the kinds of things that, um, well, it's, it, what it sounds like is just play, like exactly what you said, play what you love. Yeah. What you care about, play what means something to you. And I did, I did leave off the zombies. I do try and do sort of, um, she's not there. I do one of those. Yeah. But it's not, I, I, I love their songwriting, of, you know, in those. I actually just went to see them. They did the entire Odyssey and Oracle album here. Um, was pretty wonderful songwriting and and you know the guys Ron Arjun is a keyboard player and he he was one of the early jazz people kind of like the guy from the doors too where they just sort of 
did very cool solos on very simple chords. Uh, Ray, Ray Manzarek and uh, yeah. Manzarek and um, Brad Argent. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. I wanted to know those songs. Yeah. What's that? You would call those there's there influences on you, I would say, because um, I like I just had to bring up that solo that I heard you play on that radio show again. It's 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 sort of uh, like that. Those are simple chords, but you really went outside and. Uh, Oh, yeah. Thank you, thank you, Amy. It's so, it's so much fun talking to a smart music person about music. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I have, you know, spent a lot of years. I mean, just um, devoting my life to it, and um, and I'm always telling my students, you know, it's 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 worth it if you really want to do it. If you really, yeah, you're never bored. There's always something else to do, something to learn, you know, something to mm-hmm. try to practice. Yeah, absolutely. That's true. And, um, I mean, you you enjoy teaching. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, cool. Excellent. Definitely. You know, let me ask you this, because this always came up when, when somebody would ask me about lessons. Um, how do you deal with people who want to play um, and they can't, like, they don't have a classical background, which means they can't really move their fingers yet, because the music and the actual playing of the instrument are kind of different. <laughs> yeah. How do you deal with that, um, with your students? Do you make them do Hammond or, um, so that they get... Yeah, well, you know, it depends on the age of the, the person, for one thing. Like, if it, let's say it's an adult who's, you know, past 30, Right, I always wanted to play piano and just couldn't have lessons for whatever reason. Um, a lot of times, just jumping in to what they want to play mm-hmm. is maybe the best way to show them that they're going to have to do some um, foundation building to be able to right. do what they want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, they, sometimes you just can't convince people without just going ahead and letting them try something. Yeah. Um, it's, you know, I think I had two requests this week from children wanting to play for a lease. <laughs> That's so common, you know? Yeah. And, uh, and I just, I'm in, internally, I'm just shaking my head like, oh my gosh, you know how hard that piece really is? I mean, <laughs> the beginning is okay. You can find, you can play, but you get to page three and you're just like, oh my goodness. Right. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, but, you know, so I got a simple version of it is really all they want at this oh, time. okay. Right. If you go with the tide, at least they're interested and they really like, you know, um, maybe somebody really, really wants to play, um, I don't know what it would be, um, uh, Yay to Joy of Man's Desire, <laughs> coming into my head, you know. Mm-hmm. There may be a way you can do a short version and you use it as a, you know, a way to teach triads in the left hand right uh, and write out a lead sheet and say or make i have a notation that i use that does not uh, require note reading oh okay but it helps with note reading because you follow right. it and it's moving in the same direction that you know you would uh read notes eventually so oh they're getting that, that great that sounds great yeah i want people to play and enjoy music i think that's you know, probably number one for me, and if they start to realize, wow, I need to be better at this if I want to do that, right? Then I'll just jump into to scales. Actually, I, I actually don't use Hannon very often. Um, right? No, I, I know it's a really antiquated <laughs> example, yeah. but yeah, 
Well, there's know, way better things that you could do now, yeah. I think the first one is useful to teach relaxation. Mm-hmm. And as long as you're like, teaching wrist movement and just right. almost putting yourself into a trance. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that you learn to really drop your own weight. and um, I, I had a teacher use it that way with me, and it really, really helped. But God, I, I just probably wouldn't, would only use it for that purpose. Hmm. Yeah, that's really good. I mean, yeah, I mean, there's another level if you're professional of how not to get tired, you know? There's a whole <laughs> kind of, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, yeah. if you're playing real pianos, electric pianos are a whole other thing, but... um. That's true. That's cool. You know, I was going to say, um, I had some people come to me for lessons, and I, I had, I had a hard time with the, what you're saying with the scales and the weight stuff. I don't know why. It was just, it seemed too daunting to me to get their fingers to move. You know, but um, they, you know, they like people would ask me about the blues. Most, I guess because you know, I'm mostly improvising when I play out. You know. Um, and I, I found it really interesting, Amy, to, that was interesting to teach, because I'd have them just keep quarter note um, chords in the left hand, you know, like, say, say, you know, say, like, in a blues, in a 12-bar blues thing, and then yeah. go to, and then go to F, and then I would, I would have them just come up with a two-note, uh, like a, a two-eighth-note little motif for each bar, you know, like, da-da, you know, and then just keep doing that over and over and it leading to improvising. Then the next time they start at the top, they would change the direction of the notes or something, you know? And I, yeah. And it sounded amazingly good for, for what I knew they could do, you know? They, and they yeah. felt like they were, and they were kind of picking the notes, you know? I said, pick it from the chord, you know, pick the notes from what, what's in the chord in the left hand. And so I, I that was interesting to me, but, um, yeah. Yeah. It's, um, to teach improv, oddly enough, I, you know, I think it's really helpful that you set a structure like that. You you gave them a template. So, you know, here's the, the, the template is a couple of eighth notes and fill in. Absolutely. Yeah, people are very um, sort of mystified by improvising, but the template is the way to go to, to learn it, you know. I mean, I remember one teacher saying, okay, just stay free. I couldn't even remember. It just, okay, just play me anything. Play play something free, and like the word free just made me freeze. You know, I was like, what? <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. And and I realized, but I mean, now I could do that, and it would sound r- cool, but only because of all the structure underneath it. You know. Yeah. So yeah, that's a really good point you made. Yeah, they they would like to do that. So excellent. How many piano teachers have you had? Just curious. <laughs> Yeah, as a kid I had two, and then okay. when, then I was I was professional, and I but, oh I had okay. There's a phenomenal guy who just passed away. His name is Jack Riley, and he basically taught me the language. It was hilarious. He was I, I was a rock girl, right? And so the saxophones were like the corniest thing I ever heard in my life. You know, and you know, like you know, from the '30s, like Lester Young. You know, he made me sing the solos. I mean, I had no idea. I had no idea what I was doing, and I, I was going to humor him and see how far I went with this, you know. But I, I got it. He's trying to get those sounds in my head, you know. So um, he, yeah. he made me, tra- tra- what's it, not transpose, transcribe um, a Lester Young solo. And uh, so I did that, and then I did, I transcribed a Wynton Kelly solo from, uh, off of the album Kind of Blue. Oh, um, my goodness. That's his, his, 
Yeah. Yes, and I mean, I still have those solos written in my little pencils. Um, They're beautiful solos, you know, and um, he had me do that. He was a great teacher, Jack, and then I had one other guy, and then Joanne, really, that's it, and then I then I didn't realize there was enough material, you know, for me lifting voicings from uh, Debussy and Aaron Copeland and other people's voices sounds I like, you know, and transcribing them every key. There was just so much to do, Amy, you know, oh, if I want, if I want yeah. to do it, you know, it's just like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. So you've, you've actually spent some time doing that. I mean, I, me too. And I, I've enjoyed that time in my life. Me, me too. At the piano by myself, opening up my ears. Absolutely. I'm the only one I know who I could spend an hour and a half on four bars, uh, what's the word, um, just just playing with the voicings in a song. I could spend an hour and a half on that. Oh, what if I, what if I, I don't know anyone else, you know, you know what I'm saying? Sometimes it's hard to justify your obsessions. <laughs> but uh, I'm like, but no, it's what you say, just opening up your ears and just contemplating those different sorts of ways to go is just it's kind of like meditating in music it just opens you up in a fantastic yeah. you know relaxing yeah. kind of yeah way do you have a piano in your apartment <laughs> you know i do i have an n2 okay uh, i and i tell you this because i am searching for a really good piano and the truth is i would have to move if i found one so. yeah that's um, I was wondering about that. Probably yeah. It's a beautiful piano. It's it's a hybrid. So it has action, actual action, but it also has volume. And um, so I, it's fun. It's great. Um, but I am so, it's funny because now that I'm not doing that, all, the, the gig, it's like as much as those pianos weren't great, they were real pianos. I'm a little hungry for that. It's, uh, mm-hmm. it's, uh, I, I look there, you can't, even the rehearsal studio, this is going to sound insane to you in New York, don't have great pianos here, you know? Really? I, that does surprise me. I know. People are um, amazed. Um, I, with the, well, we, um, well, we mixed our record at a, just a, a place that's just outside of New York in a place called Hoboken. And um, we mixed our record there with John and Yellow. So, and I wandered into the recording, the room, and... Uh, I played this piano that was like the best piano I ever played in my life. In the, you know, I had the sensitivity to the softness, which I find is the thing missing from a lot of pianos. You know, you could actually play soft. Um, yeah. So, anyway, the, the, the guy let me, I said, Rob, can I come out here and play this piano? <laughs> but nobody's using your room. And so I went out there a couple times, and then he sold the studio, so that's the end of that. Um, so I'm, I'm looking now. I keep looking. I, I went to this rehearsal studio here. I went tried every, like, five rooms, 20 rooms, and I can't find any. It's more for, like, theater people, so it's really, they're really, like, super high-end, uh, really yeah. kind of thing. So do you have a piano, Amy? You're gonna I do. You know, is well, it beautiful? I, no, I mean, it's, it's, I love it. I love it. I have a long history with it. It's, it's just a Kawaii upright, but, you know, it, it saw me through many great practice sessions. And, but it's in right. my studio where I teach in Nashville. Okay. All right. So, it's, you know, it's not as easy to get to. I mean, I, I can practice after work or before, before I teach. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, it's, you know, it's kind of on my wish list in the future to have a, really right? instrument. Me too. I, 
I just wonder where I'm going to be living when I get that, you know, because it's not, <laughs> not going to be here. Um, right. Amy, Amy, have you heard of the Fazioli piano? No, I don't think I have. Okay. So that is an amazing, amazing piano. Let's see. How did I find it? I'm trying to think. Oh, I know. The band was playing in Chicago. And we were just walking down the main street there, whatever it is. And there's, I always have to go in every piano store. And I went to the piano store. He had a 10-foot Fazioli handmade in Italy. They only make like 150 a year, you know? Oh, my goodness. And it was the best piano I've ever played in my life. And so, so listen, oh, this is kind of a little story about Sean Murphy. Because Sean was in town playing with Bob Seeger in New York. And um, she... Her band was staying next to the music house here that had the Fazioli. So I was like, I said, you should go try that piano. It's right next door to your hotel. And she, so she sent the keyboard player from Bob's band in there. And um, he tried it. And he was like, I've never played a better piano. He's, he's from Nashville. What's his name? God. Bear. Bear? 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 Somebody? Bear? He's a guitar <sighs> player and a keyboard player. Anyway, I think he's like a session guy. And, um... Okay forget his name sorry um but he played it and he was and sean wanted to send bob and he didn't have time and so because maybe he would buy one you know and travel with it because he could do that <laughs> so um if you're ever looking i don't know i don't know if there's any in nashville but they're kind of taking over the uh uh the, the steinway sort of thing a little bit wow people are mad about it but yeah <laughs> it's an amazing piano it's a lot of money pick one out yeah, just to, uh, piano, uh, the best piano store in Nashville probably has one, you know. Um, huh. yeah, I've got to go to, uh, yeah, I'll try to take one out. Yes, definitely. Cool. I'm very intrigued. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I know, you, you can't keep pianists away from pianos, you know. <laughs> I, I'm walking, I know, any I'm walking down a thing, I just visited my mom in Detroit and She's in assisted living, and they have a piano, and I, you know, I have to play it. <laughs> yeah, no matter what. So, <laughs> I'm sure they love that too. Yeah. So, okay, so let me um, let's go into songwriting because okay. I was looking. So, so you're playing all these gigs, uh, solo piano gigs, and um, you're you're basically starting to become a songwriter at this point. Well, um, you know, I have always. I had always done some songwriting, even in the cover bands and stuff, you know, how they throw in your own tunes sometimes like that. But this was just more sort of, oh, I mean, it's sort of, you know how something sort of just comes into the room and now you're doing that? Mm-hmm. We're kind of like that, you know? And I, oh, you know what? I had written a bunch of tunes and I was starting to do like, you know, proper demos of them and stuff. That's right. Uh, by myself, you know? And they were very cool. And then, um, like I said, we got together in that ASCAP buzz. Uh, thing about songwriters and I met Mike Laxell who I started Glad Shot with and we we ended we collaborated I think I mentioned that and um I just it was just really the it was really good really really good and in that I I, I guess he was the only person that I had ever written with I tried a couple other people not for long and not super seriously you know but it hadn't really worked out and um but that song was, I knew it was better than, than something I was going to write by myself, you know, which I never felt. So, um, okay. Interesting. Um, That's right, actually. Yeah, I was, yeah, because it was just a whole other kind of, you know, because everything I do is by myself. So piano playing, you know, it's just like, of course, you know, so I never really had that, you know, sort of collaborative 
is a good thing sort of thing. So, um, so yeah, and then um, we just, uh, that was the songwriting, and then just kept writing, 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 played, put the songs on their feet, and that was so much fun. Uh, again, it's completely different than playing other people's songs, you know, just, it's, it's kind of, it's, for me, it plays a triumvirate, your music, your piano playing, your thing, you know, it's just really cool. Um, so, oh, and, and, you know, you know, we got into licensing. I know, I don't know if I said anything about that before, but that's the thing. I mean, as songwriters, I did want to get, I had friends who had gotten covers and they were like, you wanted to get covers. <laughs> I'm like, okay, great, cover. <laughs> Why not? So, I mean, you know, it's just another hat to wear, whatever, you know, and I said things like that. Um, and not, you know, we didn't really get covers at first, but you know what we got right from the beginning? Licensing, like with us as the artist, you know? And um, that was that was a little shocking, you know, but like we had the masters and, and I thought, and you know, you know like, so many places are licensing on TV and on in the movies. So we got a lot of licensing from these from our CDs. So uh, again, a really a left turn, Amy. I, I didn't expect mm. that. I thought they were going to just take, take the song and it's a good song and why don't they? Why wouldn't they just do it? You know, but but they took. It was kind of very um, sort of edifying for me that they took like our masters, you know, our production, our our band, yeah. you know, uh, us, you know, it was really kind of cool. So that, that so some of your songs were placed on television and movies and things. Yes. Yes. Wow. <laughs> that's, that's great. Really great. Thank you. That's good. <laughs> I mean, my, it's funny, my, 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 Mike Black's so my collaborator, he, I mean, he has a joke. I mean, in your business, you know how we are. We, we, we complain. That's all we do is complain, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so he, you know, he'll be like, you know, they're talking over our song, you know. I don't know. <laughs> so, so that's funny, but yeah, no, it's really, really cool. Um, we got a song on this TNT show called "Men of a Certain Age," and um, it was so cool because well, for those, my vocal, you know, because Mike and I both sing lead, so it it was fun. It was fun, and uh, it came right after a Beach Boys song, Amy. So I, wow. I had I had my moment, my like being on the radio in the '60s moment right there. <laughs> oh my goodness, that was kind of yeah. Awesome. <laughs> wow, that is it's really really nice. Are are your plans to? Are you still writing all the time? Yeah, you know we're writing for the next CD right now. We've we've got like four four done, four five done. So okay. we'll see we'll see what the the next one's going to bring. I'm kind of planning on. I'd like to work with John and Yellow again. He did move to North Carolina, but he's always up here, so we'll see what happens. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, if it works, why, why, you know, don't fix it. I know. <laughs> I, I, you know, when we record, we do it, um, well, you know, in real time. We do, like, the whole rhythm section together, you know? Yeah. And yeah. I guess, I guess a lot of people do that now, but, I mean, I just love working that way, you know? Oh, yeah. Much yeah. more organic. I guess. Yeah. Yeah, because you will play it differently if no one's playing real time with you. So. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. Um, I, I saw on your uh, website, or uh, maybe it's on your Facebook page, I can't remember, but that you had written maybe a musical? Or? Oh, yes. 
yes, yes, yes. Um, barcode. Um, yes. Yes, we, we did that um, just before the MacBook pulled in and came out. We um, we wrote it with a guy who wrote hair, Jim Rado. Um, he helped us with a book. And it's, it's called Barcode. It's a dystopian, uh, futuristic rock and roll folktale. Um, I'm, I'm trying to think of what they, what we called it. <laughs> um, but it's, um, it, you know, it featured, it featured the band songs. I mean, that was a big emphasis for us was like another vehicle, possibly the band songs. And we're in New York and, you know, yeah. there's a there's theater here. So, um, yeah, he came to see a reading, James Rado, and then he, uh, he told us to, we got together for breakfast with him and uh, to bring the script because he loved working on stuff. So for six months, we actually went to Hoboken uh, where he lives and we went to a diner and um, worked on Blast Our Asses Off, okay, on Saturday afternoons <laughs> um, with him and, and worked on the book for it. Um, and we did it at the, we, had, we did it at um, a rock club in New York and then we did it at the Fringe Festival here. Um, and... It was very interesting. You know, it's a whole other group of people. It's the, the theater world is so different than the music world. And um, it was very interesting. But, I mean, music was great. And um, it's a story about what's political, so we don't have to get into it. <laughs> but um, it, that was really fun, Amy. That looks amazing. Truly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, is there, are there any plans to... Um do more with it or you, you know we have we've been talking to people just even in the last month we've been talking to the people who put up uh shows here book of mormon and Hades town and stuff um the thing about these things is you can't it's not like putting a band up it's i mean to have even a couple nights of the show it's probably like twenty five thousand dollars to get a cast and musicians and a place and you know it's it's very it's a little foreboding um but we're talking to people we have the the musicals out there and we're talking to people about there's a couple you know irons in the fire there Mm -hmm. um it's funny because it everybody thinks it's sort of about this president but i i don't think i don't think he was president yet when we finished it (laughs) but then you can just plug in your president whatever (laughs) gotcha yeah yeah, very intriguing. Um, I'll definitely be following that to see what happens with that. Oh, cool! Um, I think that's awesome. So, but you just already had the songs because your band had had already recorded those, and you just were able to put it together. Yes, and we wrote a couple, a few more for the um, for the actual uh, musical. We wrote a few okay. more. Yeah, okay. You you especially like this one. Um, Actually, Mike wrote this one. It's, it's called uh, um, "I'm Just a Standard." Uh, oh shoot! Sorry. Anyway, it's called it's called patriarchal hierarchy. <laughs> Seriously? Yes. Oh, here we go. I, I'm just your average. Um, I'm just your average, born to advantage. Patriarchal hierarchy. <laughs> it's kind of a brilliant song. It's my program all by himself, though. So you know, he's got he's got religion. Yeah, it's, it's about the, the people in politics are in in the show. So it's kind of funny. See, wow. You know, 
rock and roll is always sort of like a, a trailblazer, I think. Right? Yeah. I, and I think those of us who, who believe in it are, are, it's kind of like, I almost feel like it's our responsibility to make sure people remember that. I, I'm not going to rant. Where's my note that tells me not to rant? Oh, here it is. Okay. <laughs> um, it's just, I, you know, I mean, I, I feel like, um, you know, as rockers, rockers with the true spirit of it, it's always supposed to be a little on the outside, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. More but so I, than not. <laughs> right. Right. Absolutely. Um. I, yeah, that's, wow, that's very um, forward-looking. You guys had a lot of um, foresight. <laughs> you were talking about. <laughs> very interesting. Um, since things kind of roll around sometimes. They find their time, you know, when you least expect it to. Right, absolutely. I feel you kind of don't really have control over that, you know? Yeah, yeah. So, so what's in the what? What is left for you? What What's in the mix? What's coming up next that you're excited about? And um, and what what what's left that you haven't done yet that you would like to do? If there's any, you know, you know what's interesting is um, I just I really like um, sort of the version of what's been going on just to continue. You know, um, <laughs> do you know what I mean? I mean, I just I feel like this, I love playing out. You know. Um, and just trying to get venues that we like and I love playing with other bands it's one of my most favorite things about playing out is meeting other musicians and um, hearing them you know because um, I feel like I'm not sure radio is doing you know enough justice to all the new kinds of sounds out there because I, I hear these bands and I'm like whoa this is amazing you know um, mm -hmm. yeah so I love, um, I, we're writing for the new record. Um, that I love. It's really one of my most favorite things to do, like the very beginning of it. Like, it, you know, is this going to become something? Or maybe not, you know? And then just sort of tending it, watering it, and then, oh, yes or no, you know? And I love doing that. So at the beginning of that process of writing. And, um, it's, you know, it's, it's like, it's definitely changing gears. First, you're writing because I can't really write while we're getting ready to go out or play play gigs because then I'm in another head of just making sure the songs are standing up and my equipment's working. <laughs> um, so I'm cool that you put it that way. That makes a lot of sense to me. Yeah, I can't write while I'm getting ready to play. I just can't do it, you know? Um, yeah. Uh, so uh, I, like, I do like switching gears like that. We're going to be going out and um, writing and doing that and you know just like more more venues I mean I'd, I'd love to be an opening band for something that, that's you know booked booked uh, that, that would be really fun you know um, a tour tour with as an opening band you know, that would be really fun so kind of looking at that a little bit um, right yeah I mean, when you write, do you, um, yeah, that'd be great. That'd be great, baby. <laughs> totally <laughs> awesome. <laughs> um, when, when you write, are you sitting at the piano more often than not? Or are you, mm, you know, walking it's, around? Or? It's interesting, yeah. Um, what I do sometimes is I just put a little, okay, I'm not ashamed to say it, cassette player. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I, I just start it. I start it and I improvise. 
I'll do that sometimes. And um, what I'm looking for always is um, nuggets, I call them. Sometimes they're like a progression. Could be really, it could be two bars, could be four bars, could be more than that. Sometimes it's a progression, but and sometimes it's just a melodic something. And uh, so, you know what? I know it when I hear it. Uh, mm-hmm. The thing is, I'll improvise on the piano, and then, but not looking for anything. I'll do like one of my favorite chord progressions to see if something, something's gonna rise from that, you know. Mm-hmm. But I won't listen then. I, w- I will wait a day or two to listen to it to see. It. And if it doesn't catch my ear, it's not. That's not it. Then, you know, if I put it out in the other room, <laughs> if I don't like come in and go, wait, what was that? Then you know, I just let it go by. So that's one of the things I do. I can't really uh, figure music out walking in my head, I'm just walking around. Um, it's not really what I do. I'm usually playing at the piano or I'm playing a song and I see I see a volley between like two changes that sounds really interesting. It's, even if it's a song I've been playing for 10 years or something, you know. That's kind of how I do it, Amy. Um, gotcha, gotcha. I write, and I write, I write anything down that could possibly be interesting. And I also do that with phrases, uh, the lyrics, for the lyrics. Um, I go to museums sometimes and um, just write stuff down. Yeah. Again, again, with no judgment, and I put it in a book and I'll come back. I have I, Some of these books are like a year old, you know. I just come back and see if there's anything for me, you know. Yeah. You know, I love that, um, that you are... You know, giving it a day or two for perspective, that's really wise, I think. Um, yeah. Yeah, you're, you're likely to get something that's just a little bit better, I think, maybe, that way. You know, that's interesting because I remember actually very consciously saying um, to myself at some point, like, this is good, but this is, you know, it could, this is good, this is very good, Um but the thing is, if it doesn't catch me, you know, kind of in that Bach way, you know, that sort of like physical, if it doesn't catch me, then I, I think I'm going to keep driving. You know what I mean? It's like, mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Oof. So, um, yeah, using some discernment there. <laughs> and Yeah. And also, I think as I, as I write more, I feel like some something some idea has really got to prove its worth that it's that it deserves to live <laughs> um, <laughs> you know what I mean it has a reason for being I think and it has to sort of keep keep telling me that over a period of time you know like oh no this because I have like nuggets from a while ago and I just look at it and go yeah yeah that'll go somewhere somewhere sometime soon you know um, mm-hmm. um but you know again it's that sort of you know, doing what you like kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. if I don't like it or if I don't love it, how is anyone else going to, you know? <laughs> right. right. <laughs> <laughs> it's so obvious. And so, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I, you know, I can't, um, I can't think of anything else to ask you, but just, is there anything else you would like to talk about? You have, you want to promote your new record or? Um, yeah, and also I'm we're gonna I'm gonna send you some links, right? We're gonna do all that like later or Monday or something, maybe. Sure. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. Um, 
not really the band and uh, the band of of whence I've been talking. <laughs> um, with the new record, is it out yet? Wait, that we these are vitamins are out and uh, uh, Maxwell's Cool Demon are out. Um, those two are out. Your, your name, the name of your band is Gladshot. For Gladshot, that's that. G L A D S H O T. How many members are there in the band? Uh, four. Uh, Mike Blackwell leads lead singing, guitar, me on keys and singing, and then we have a bass player and a drummer. Okay. Great. We got Tim Cool right now. He's uh, from Ghost, which is Shaman's project. Um, and then Jesse Murphy on bass, fantastic bass player. Um, is with the Brazilian girls here, so that's a little bit of them and their resume. <laughs> um, so yeah, um, those two are out, and then our, we have a website. We're on Facebook. We're on Instagram as Gladshot NYC. Um, so that's what I got, and I'm going to send you some more stuff. We'll, we'll talk. Um, we'll talk. <laughs> Great. Yeah. Um, um, any chance you're coming back to Nashville soon? Oh, I would love to. Um, that'd be so much fun. Say hi to you. Say hi to Sean. That'd be so much fun. Um, I don't. For now. The Northeast for this upcoming spring, it's going to be the Northeast in the spring. So um, maybe in the fall, though, like October, end of October or something. That's, okay. uh, that might be cool. Nashville, so yeah. Um, do you ever get up here? I have not in a long, long time. I, I have been to New York City, but it was many, many years ago. Right. Um, yeah, I'd love to. I'd love yeah. to. Yeah. Yeah. I know. It's, you know, just bringing the whole music thing. I mean, it's you know, it's it's a it's a, it's a big it's a big job getting your band in Asheville or you know getting your back band up to New York. You know, it's it's oh, yeah, I'm it's sure. Thing. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> if uh, if if you're on uh, TV, you know, if, if one of your songs is going to be on, do you do you guys promote that on your um, on your band site? We do, we do, and on Facebook and. Uh, I think so, yeah. yeah. Uh, um, oh, totally. Yeah. Um, we have something pending for Mr. Robot, so um, maybe that'll happen, you know? We're, we're, talk we're talking with those guys. Um, I have, you know, you mentioned the song Simulation. I just, I, Simulation is, I'm, I'm interested as a hobby in physics, you know? And Simulation is about the, you know, the many worlds theory. I don't know if you've heard that. Have you heard that? About so. the parallel universes, and and there's one theory of all these different universes, which says that we are, you know, in the computer. We are in a computer, and somebody is running the. We're a simulation in a computer. Anyway, that's what that song's about. <laughs> oh, yeah. And only ones and zeros here. Someone somewhere likes to steer. All the math is clear. We are we are in a simulation. Uh, that's it. So. I love it. <laughs> that is so weird. You have no idea. I mean, so many times during this interview, I have experienced synchronicity. It's I don't know if you're if you're into that word, but I am. I am. Oh my goodness! Yesterday, one of my students gave me. A, he said, "Have a great day, Miss Amy," and he wrote it all in the binary system. What? Oh my God! Now there's a different. I don't. I wouldn't even. <laughs> How did you know what it said? <laughs> he, he put the English out to the side and, 
in parentheses. <laughs> oh, wow. That's crazy. So ones and O's. Yeah, totally. Wow. So, I know. And that's part of the joy of teaching, too. It's get just, you know, for 30 minutes um, every week, I get inside the head of all these different people and just, like, I'm just in awe of all of them. That's fantastic. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's so, really cool. <laughs> it's so weird that you'd say that. So um, anyway. I know <laughs> it, it is crazy. Yeah, I know. It just uh, I, I love it. You know, the song it has like this sort of Ravi Shankar like lead guitar. I shouldn't say it like that, but moments of it like that. Um, Tim Bright on guitar, he's so good. Um, but when John and Yell, our producer, when he was mixing this record, like he did, um, there's some crazy lead guitar on it, and it's not so crazy, but anyway, we had more of a tamer version of the last, of the last, we were going, oh, no, let's do, let's do this one, John, and then we listened to it again, it's sort of like, and I went, let's go with John, so, anyway, that's, that's the story about these, about simulation on these are vitamins, we went with the producer's number one favorite take of that song, <laughs> so, it's cool, cool, yeah, you know, that extra ear can really be, uh, oh, yeah, very, so valuable. I know. I've, I've humbled myself to know that that's true. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Well, Debbie, this is just so great. It's a, it just sounds like you're um, like hitting your stride, you know, like just oh, as a, as a writer. Yeah, you've, I mean, you've, you've given yourself a new depth by writing songs, I think. I mean, I, I'm, uh, you're making me think about writing again because... Ah. It, does, uh, it, it does. I can see totally what you're saying when you said that, that about the uh, the triumvirate or whatever. You're, you're oh yeah. yeah, you're playing and you're singing like that. Yeah. Very powerful. Yeah, I can totally see how that would be so rewarding. It is. Yeah, um, yeah, and and you know like whatever solo piano stuff. That's cool too because I pick the tunes. They're beautiful tunes and I can play through them. But it's not it's not my pathway. You know. Um, so it's, it's a, doing your pathway. It's hard to explain just how that's just like that's it right there. Whatever happens, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Also playing it in front of people, it's just it's so rewarding because it's your little your little landscape. You know, here it is, the offering. You know, I, I just really enjoy that. And I love that you say the offering because. Um, you know, I think that, um, for me, has been a way to deal with stage fright, is uh, mm. to forget about that and just love what you do and offer it, and I love this, and I hope you will, too. Absolutely. Mm. I don't think there's anything else we can do. I'm pretty sure, you know, that that's, <laughs> that that's the end of the story right there, you know? <laughs> right. Yeah. And I, and, and I just, I mean, I just from playing a lot, I'm sure that people get your offering. Do you know what I mean? It's funny because when I read the website and I was reading, I'm like, I'm like, this girl is in love with music and I don't ever, I feel the same way. I feel like it's just, you know, <laughs> how can you, how can you have a life without it? You know, it's sort of like, um, but and I could, it was, it was palpable. You're like total love for music, you know? I love yeah. it. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Hey, thanks. I, you know, I hope that that's, uh, it's definitely a labor of love. The uh, the podcast has been. I mean, it just kind of ate at me for three or four years. Mm. And the thought of doing one just kept coming back to me over and over and over. And um, you know, when I finally just started, I I couldn't like the first episode. I was just like Chris Farley, interviewing <laughs> <Paul> McCartney <laughs> on 
happened now? You know, I, just, I kept saying, oh, wow, or <laughs> the most goofy stuff. And just, I mean, but I just couldn't believe the potential of just, you know, just talking to somebody about this and just listening, ask, you know, trying to ask questions that really um, give someone, you know, the opportunity to say something in depth um, has opened up so much um, energy in my life. For energy oh. for teaching, energy for playing. Mm-hmm. You know, um, that's, that's fantastic. Yeah. Um, yeah. What was I going to say? Um, I hope, anyway, I hope I talk in depth about certain things. I, feel, I, can't, I can't believe how good you are at this. I, that's what I was going to say, too. I mean, it's, the flow is definitely Aww. easy. Easy to talk to. Oh. You know, so nice. Thanks. Yeah, um, I it's um, you know I I I don't know I think it's, it's I think it's just exactly what you were saying about performing. I really mm-hmm. I really do love hearing what people have to say about, and I I really respect everyone's path on this journey because uh, it's uh, you know we're all just um, finding a way to weave through, <laughs> weave around and through situations to get to another place with music. And mm-hmm. so everyone's interesting. Oh, everyone meets, you know, roadblocks. Everyone has specific challenges. Everyone has to uh, take that gig that might be really, really hard and find a way to get through it. And if you find a way to get through it creatively, like like what you were describing, you know, with the chromatic, I, I oh. love that. <laughs> That's so great. Play the All right, you can't you can't leave flat until you play four songs, you know. <laughs> and are you doing that because E flat's like a difficult key for you, or you and you want to get better at it? No, I'm do I'm doing it because I probably know a lot of songs in E flat, and um, I need I need a little program to keep me in a moment, <laughs> you know. Gotcha. Yeah, to not like based off because I, I don't want to phone it in and you know it's a lot of playing it's a lot yeah. of piano playing you know um so yeah. it's, it's just things like that sometimes I bring songs I don't know music I don't know to just sight read through so that I could keep myself present you know mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. um depending on you know it's just so you know so a piano gig maybe they're they're long and just you know, you know no matter what's going on around you you know so it's yeah. Like, so yeah yeah, I always have found them challenging, and, and especially in a room where everybody's talking. Yeah. Like, how do I deal with this? <laughs> I've always found that challenging. Well, you know, it's interesting because that, that has, that, because exactly the kinds of rooms I played and the kind of gigs that I did were exactly the kind of things where, like, you add something to the energy in the room if people are talking, and if somebody actually wants to listen, you have to be, you know, an artist enough to make to make sure that's interesting. It's a very it's like, kind of like a tightrope, tightrope, you know. Mm. That's I've always felt like it was like that. But I would also look around and see if anybody was like you know tuning in, and then yeah. I would do that. But otherwise, you're just, at, just uh, you're adding a certain level of energy to the room. Because I oh my god, I can so feel that when I sit down and I start playing. Sometimes the, the conversation ratchets up right then because there's more energy in the room. You know, um, which I, I always found that really interesting and very, very much not personal, you know, not personally, you know, a drag. <laughs> so, gotcha. That makes total sense. Yeah. It makes total sense. 
So if, uh, what, what would make you play a, a quiet song as opposed to an energetic song? <laughs> really, you know, how would you weigh that out? The volume in the room, for sure. I mean, okay. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna play Hallelujah if, <laughs> if, you know, if, if it's like 5.30 and it's post-work in New York and, you know what I mean? <laughs> not, I will do that when I'm leaving and everybody's gone off to the theater and the business people, you know, and there's, it's nothing but, uh, you know, now it's time to say goodbye, whatever. <laughs> so yeah. we could just get into sort of like the, um, the evening time sort of, um, then I would play it then. I'm pretty good at feeling out the energy in the room to, gotcha. yeah, you know, that makes sense. Yeah. And sometimes, um, there's like, uh, even if they're not talking and, um, you haven't, ju- you know, jaunted the room up a little bit. Sometimes the room wants to be jaunted up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's, yeah. and that's, that's a different kind of energy than we're already jaunty and energized, you know. That's a little bit like, okay, folks, come on, you know. Come yeah. On, do some jumping jacks, you know, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, and that's, that's really the fun part of it. I mean, just picking from the repertoire, what is that, you know, um, sort of. Yeah. Yeah, and that's the only way I swear I swear I could have done as many solo piano gigs as I've done. It's because it's different every night, you know. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I would imagine that uh, knowledge of energy and it it probably comes in really handy with your band. Yes, yes. Oh, you mean with the players or with the actual putting the set up on our feet, uh, doing the set? You know. Planning mm-hmm. it and oh yeah oh I'm a great set lister oh my god I am really I'm so good at it from doing the solo piano stuff you know mm-hmm. that I can you know I change up the BPMs the feels um you know the the color um I'm also a B, I didn't mention this but at, at the end I can say it I'm a BPM freak <laughs> <laughs> I I it is it is the biggest joke in the band you know like a drummer once he he said. I said, we got a new metronome, and he, he's like, oh, no, he got a new metronome. And, and, and he said, you better not get this, Deb, because you'll never leave the house. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hilarious. That's, oh, we like that as well. Yeah. I, I just, you know, when we, when we write the song, I mean, we, we might spend three weeks at the end changing the BPM till it is exactly the right BPM, so it matters, you know what I mean? <laughs> and uh, yeah. But, um, but, yeah, I, and I love making set lists. That's my, my drummer, Chris Benelli, who moved to Nashville. He, he lives there now, so he's a great drummer. Mm. He, said, he said that. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah. That makes sense. Total sense to me. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, Debbie, I guess I'll bring this to a close. Um, and, wow. I feel like I've not, you know, thank you so much. I, I, I feel like I've met a new friend. absolutely (laughs) this is so much fun and it's just you know you never get to talk to women who are players and um you know smart music women people it's just it's fantastic you know (laughs) i love i love what you said in your thing like there's a lot of us i'm like you're right you are you know um it's really fun and your flow is great um i I love the flow of the conversation it's easy to you know talk about things well, thanks so much. I, um, you know, I maybe I was just kind of born to do something like this. I don't know. It's um, when I was a little kid. I was here's a confession moment. You know, I just stand in the yard and pretend I had a television show. <laughs> 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 Seriously, 
seriously. And, you Aww. know, like, talk about gardening or, I don't know, with something, I tried to come up with something that I knew something about, which was hardly anything. And, <laughs> and just <laughs> convinced myself I was talking to an audience, you know, but um, that's, that's obviously... Yeah, it's too much pressure, obviously. I prefer to consult with all of you guys and, and find all of your expertise and, and just share it with you. <laughs> yeah, no, really fun. And, you know, just like you being a musician and in the business, you know, there's questions you go after, you know, can lead to those more interesting things <laughs> than, yeah. than, than, like, how do you write a song? Sorry. <laughs> I, that, that comes under the... That comes under the no ranting, sorry. <laughs> right. No, I'd, I'd like to add your question. Well, thanks. Yeah, more of us maybe should do something like this because, um, yeah, there's um, there, there's um, there's a need, I think, for all of us to talk to each other. It's, mm-hmm. I was hoping to build a community when I started this. And it's definitely, uh, it's, 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 there's definitely signs that that's happening. So that's it's really happy. Yeah. It's cool. Definitely. And when you go so come down again, we'll have to all get together. I would love that. That'd be really yeah. fun. Yeah. Let me ask you, how are you, now, are you being able to find women rock musicians? How, how is that going? Well, um, somebody had mentioned um, Cheryl Carter's keyboardist, who I would love to meet. Oh, um, cool. She lives in Nashville. And, oh, cool. And is really very accomplished. And, um, there's, um, you know, there's a bass player that tours with Pink. <laughs> um, you know, I know there's more of us out there. Yeah. Oh, so they don't just have to be keyboard players? No, I need keyboard players probably. Cause, yeah. You know, I mean, a bass player would probably be bored with me in 20 minutes because I was... <laughs> <laughs> well, no, you know, maybe that's not the case. But, uh, yeah. you know, yeah, I, I think there's a keyboard player... And I think she's based out of Las Vegas. I mean, that makes total sense that there there would be some in Las Vegas. Yeah, um, definitely. I think I'm friends with her on Instagram. Um, you know, it's it's hard. Yeah, and there are a few more in town. I mean, I, I did interview Sandra Partridge, who is a improv comedy improv pianist, which ah. I think is really cool. Mm-hmm. And um, Rachel Solomon here, she does a lot of um, solo piano work, piano mm-hmm. work stuff. And uh, Kira Small, who's a great vocalist and pianist, and you know, they're, they're all, we're out there, but um, definitely, it's it's more challenging to find us. Yeah, I I yeah. love it. That's one of the reasons I wanted to do this. <laughs> <laughs> I love that, and and love you for that. Thank you, because I know, I mean, I know there's many many girls, women who really would like a chance, a shot at this, and you know, hopefully, it's going to help some to to know. That they're, yeah, that we're out there doing it, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Maybe they can Google women in rock and come up with this podcast. Yes, um, absolutely. I'll definitely uh, promote it on Instagram in that way, you know? Oh, cool. So that people can hopefully find it and yeah. learn, learn more about you and, and Gladshaw. <laughs> definitely. <laughs> That's true. Well, thank you so much, Debbie. Thank you so much for doing this. And it was really, really nice talking with you and, and meeting you <laughs> via telephone. <laughs> and uh, good luck with everything. And thank you. talk to you again really soon. Amy, thanks for having me. It was really fun to just, you know, bat around piano stories. So, yes. <laughs> I agree 100%. <laughs> okay.
Okay, well, take care and talk to you soon. Sounds great. Thanks, Amy. Okay, bye-bye.